and welcome to Mystical and Mysteries, the podcast. Join your host, Olivia Dybert, a psychic medium mom, as she discusses true crime, missing and cold cases, paranormal investigations, psychic medium development, and much more. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hi guys, today we're here with Vanessa Salazar, who's one of my favorite people. Um, she's a psychic medium that I have um, the pleasure of knowing for the last couple of years. Um, and she's an outstanding psychic medium. And um, today we're going to be talking about Cheyenne Morrison. And um, I had asked Vanessa, because this is an active case, Cheyenne still hasn't been found. Um, and not a lot is out there um, publicly, so there's certain things we can't talk about, but we're just going to talk about our readings and what we came up with for Cheyenne. Um, but right now, I want to introduce Vanessa. And, um, you know, Vanessa, I was like looking over your bio, and I saw that you really have been doing things within the last two years um, based on a, a pretty horrible tragedy in your family that that kind of sparked your stuff but did you ever have um experiences when you were little how did that work out for you yeah definitely I had experiences I think the first one I can remember I was probably just four or five years old mm -hmm. but um I would be in my bedroom and I would see people walking around um I had a lot of toys like turn on randomly. Um, I would take the batteries out and these toys would still turn on. And so the first people I would run to is my siblings because I knew that they had experienced the same stuff. So we were kind of each other's like safety net in these experiences. Um, my parents actually kind of made it a lot more scarier <laughs> than it needed to be when we would tell them what was going on. So right. we kind of learned not to tell my parents um, about the stuff that we're experiencing. Now, do but you, oh yeah, I definitely... Um, I was going to say, do you think ahead. your parents had abilities? Because I mean, I, that's kind of like the lineage. Like I find that people that I talk to that are psychic, like, because um, I, I, I come from the belief that everybody is psychic and everybody has mediumship abilities. And it's just a matter of like, a, do they even recognize what they're doing? Or, and B, like, do they want to? So those of us that are a little bit more tuned in at an early age and stayed tuned in, do you think it comes from one of your parents? Yes. Um, so it's funny that you bring this up because I just had a conversation with my mom about this because I kind of opened up finally and told her Coming like what I'm going closet. through and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm just like, this is me. Like you just, you're going to have to accept me. <laughs> this yep. is who I am. And she finally opened up to me and she's like, you know, I've had some um, weird experiences that I can't explain too. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, like tell me more, please. And one of the biggest ones that stood out to me, which actually has to do with the tragedy that you're speaking of, the right. passing of my brother. Um, she told me that one day she was just sitting at her house and my brother came home from work. And he, when he was walking to his room, she heard her voice in her left ear saying, he's gonna die. She just heard it like audibly, it was loud. And she was like, that was weird. Like, why would I hear that? And my mom just kind of ignored it. Oh my gosh. But, yes. That's she insane. Heard it. So just so she knows she's not alone in something like that, 
I had the same experience before my father died. And I, this is so bizarre. I don't know. This is so bizarre. And I know, I know I'm sure other people experience this, but when I'm in the shower, for whatever reason, I'm so opened up. Like I, that's when I get my most of my stuff, like bizarre stuff is when I'm in the shower. And, um, this is really before I really started tapping into, like, I knew I had abilities, but I didn't really know what to do with all of it because I came from a family where we couldn't talk about it, even though my grandmother and my aunt had abilities. So we didn't talk about it. Um, and I was in the shower and I heard, no, I didn't hear anything. I started giving a eulogy like out loud of my dad of like, and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? That is so morbid. Like I was mad at myself, but I didn't think it was coming from me. It was almost like, someone was whispering in my ear and it was just but I was speaking out loud this eulogy and I was like Mm -hmm. and I caught myself and I thought that is the craziest thing why would I do that and I felt guilty for a long time not realizing at the time that my spirit team was really just trying to prepare me for the loss of my father because it was pretty traumatic also my my dad died in a in a pretty bad car accident so tell your mom she's not alone with stuff like that because I think we hold onto that like for a long time I felt Mm -hmm. guilty and um but I did I kind of unintentionally predicted my father's death I just didn't know how it was going to happen but I had done weird stuff right before he died which was great because it gave him that acknowledgement of like I love you I cherish you kind of thing before he went but um to please pass that on to her because I think that's so important that she knows she's not alone in that kind of queer like weird stuff but um and then you said after your your brother passed um did you feel like you kind of went through an awakening after that like then it started to open up because I see like you said your life kind of changed after that um and then you had Mm -hmm. that desire of finding out your true self so do you think you went through awakening after that yeah Oh, definitely. So um, I told you I experienced thing when I was a kid, but um, kind of in my teenage years, I would say it kind of shut off for me other than the trouble sleeping. I always felt like somebody was in my room watching me, but I kind of just ignored it. Like I'd sleep with the light on. It's like, okay, that makes it go away. But after my brother's death, I started seeing people again in my bedroom and I'm just like, whoa, like what is going on? This is too much. It was kind of overwhelming. But at the same time, my brother had abilities too. And it kind of just inspired me to say like, okay, my brother, this is something that he struggled with and he passed away and I don't want to struggle with this too. Like I want to open up to this and I want to accept this as a part of myself and kind of discover what really was happening because um, while I was going through my awakening, I had, even though I was kind of aware, like, okay, I'm seeing spirits. I just didn't know exactly why they were coming to me, what was going on, why it just amplified Um, after my brother's passing. So I really um, wanted to just hone in on myself and be like, okay, this is who I am. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's make this a part of myself. I'm not going to ignore it anymore. See, I think that's super cool. So during that time, did you ever like um, say out loud, I don't want to see this anymore? Or did you just turn on the light and then just kind of ignored it without ever saying Um, those intentions out loud? 
Uh, no, I'd never said it out loud. I was more just confused. I was more asking like, why is this happening to me okay. again? Um, so yeah, I never said it out loud. It did scare me though. I will sure. admit that like nobody was after me. I didn't feel like that, but it just having somebody in my room just staring at me and like not understanding yeah. why they're just in my room staring at me. That made me a little bit scared. So it's funny that you said, so when I was little, I saw apparitions as if it was you and me, like just clear as day for the longest time and um being latin we always had people in and out of our house so for me at six five or six seeing two late these two ladies were always in my in my house and i called them the fat lady and the skinny lady because i didn't know what else to call them um but they were always around me and um i and i always heard voices and stuff but they were so crystal clear to me um but after my mom, I, my mom took me to a psychiatrist once I kind of opened up to her because she thought I was losing my mind. And um, after that, my visuals completely stopped. And I still don't have my visual. I, I do sometimes in real, if it's the right atmosphere, the right situation, sometimes I'll see legs, an arm or a face or, or just the face mm -hmm. or like the blue image of a silhouette, but I don't see them anymore so it kind of bums me out because now i'm like i'm setting my intentions to see i'm setting my intentions to see um and it my clairvoyance is not my strongest clair my claircognizance and my clairsentience so i'm a physical medium so if someone's hurting i hurt and i sometimes it doesn't i don't register that it's me I, i'm like why do i feel sick right now it was fine two seconds ago that's when i start to clue in <laughs> but i do get the chill like that's how i know that i'm with with spirit i get the like that uncomfortable so even though mm -hmm. i know now that i'm a medium and i you know i just don't see them as clearly i um it still startles you right because you're going about your day and all of a sudden you're like yeah whoa what is that? and then you're like oh not right now i'm busy you know so you you kind of go through that <laughs> it's, it's interesting um so we so Vanessa and I took courses together when we both decided to like I guess move forward with uh, what like what's going on and how are we going to approach this and we took a course together and that's how we met and um it was we have an, we have another partner in crime her name is Sasha and someday she's gonna I'm gonna drag her onto the the podcast because she's <laughs> freaking crazy the weirdest shit happens to her it's unbelievable and she has like video proof photo proof um but i've never seen so much metaphysical shit happen to anybody that's like bizarre stuff if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen to sasha Absolutely. isn't that crazy she has manifestations that happen to her frequently <laughs> i know it, it, i mean i'm always like and I, now that i've gotten so much more familiar of the metaphysical world i don't doubt anything anymore like it, I just because I don't experience it doesn't mean that it's not real, but it's um, yeah, it's mind blowing. And she's a lot of my. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so gravitated towards her is. Her experience makes me a better medium and teacher myself. You know what I mean? Because even though I don't experience, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I heard about that. You know, or oh, I oh, mm -hmm. you're not alone. Yeah. Let me let me get you in contact with Sasha. You know, so I do that kind of stuff so that they can chat about the weird shit that happens in their life. I feel like I'm so much more <laughs> like earthbound spirituality. So I deal with a lot of like 
just effort, you know, like my mediumship spirit, but my psychic ability is definitely my strong suit. And I think your mediumship is definitely your strong suit. And when I work on cases, I don't, I try not to work in my mediumship because it fucks me up. Um, So I'm, (laughs) once we get through your intro, I want to totally see how you deal with your mediumship when you start to read. Um, Cause I feel like that's super fascinating. And then I can tell you what happened to me when I tap in mediumship wise and why I don't do it anymore. Um, so we did classes together um, and now you've kind of found your niche in paranormal investigations, which I think is so cool. And I'm so jealous because I so want to do that. Um, I've, everything paranormal fascinates me. I am a, paranormal investigator junkie like I watch every show that's ever made at least once to see if that's like my my gig or not but I love it I want to do it so badly and you are now joined um the Flint Hills paranormal team from Emporia Kansas right and I said Emporia correctly. Yes. okay yes. and um so tell me about how did you find them like how did you get involved with them so weird story I have no idea. So I didn't even know there was a paranormal group (laughs) in this town. I had no idea. And I'm just on Facebook as usual, you know, kind of like scrolling and I see an ad and it just happened to be an ad of them hiring. They were looking for talented members. And so, you know, they kind of asked like, hey, like if you're interested, um, send us uh, a message and tell us, you know, um, your experiences or your interests. So, you know, you don't have to have abilities to be on the team but maybe you have, you're good in technology. Like that right, helps a right. lot, like the setting up equipment. And so I kind of sent them and um, this was kind of at the beginning of when I was just starting to learn about when we were taking the course, it was right, right after that. So I was like, oh, I feel like this would be a good opportunity for me to be with a group of people that are uh, nearby in the same town where I can continue to learn and right. learn from the people in the group. And so um, we went out to lunch together and it's kind of funny because they're like, you know, that's not the first time that it's happened where they get somebody in their group where they have no idea how they find the ad. It just happens to come up. I'm like just the second happens. medium that that's happened. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like what a coincidence, <laughs> not so much. But um, yeah, it's been awesome. I, I've really enjoyed it and I've, I've learned a lot from the women in the group. That's awesome. Now, is there anybody else in the group that um, is does psychic stuff or medium stuff? Or is it just you? Yes. Yeah, so... Um, there's definitely, and everybody has their different talents and abilities. Um, we have members in the group that are extremely empathic. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we can go into a house and they may start crying. They can feel the heaviness. Um, so maybe they don't understand, but they feel it like that, you know, that means something that's an ability in itself. Um, we do have other mediums. Um, but just like you said, everybody, um, offers a different perspective. Everybody receives information differently. So, um, we may pick up. I was gonna say, it's almost like those pieces of the puzzle of like, when you get into an investigation, you can be like, oh shit, you got that, you got that, you got that. And then you guys can put it together maybe Mm -hmm. put in the story a little bit. Yep, exactly. And I love that because I can see things and people are always like, oh, I wish I could see things. But at the same time, just because I see things doesn't mean that I understand it. So if I see something um, and somebody else doesn't, maybe they understand it better than I do. So we can kind of put those pieces together, like you said, and it's like, oh, this makes sense now and we can build on this. That's really cool. When you, before you go into an investigation, what do you do um, to get yourself ready? Or do you just walk in and we're like, hey bitches, I'm here. And then you start receiving. 
Um, so it depends. Um, usually I don't do anything to prepare myself, but there's a few um, home investigations I've been on that um, I'll either have a dream or I'll start seeing things before I even go, maybe a right. few days before. And then when I get there, I'm like, oh, whoa, this is a house. Like I saw this house like two days ago, you know, so it's kind of funny how that happens. Yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of just like let it happen naturally. Okay. Because I know um, like... I think I've learned to close myself off so much because I'm, I call myself a super absorber, my empathic, you know, clairsentience. Um, it's, it's so strong that I pick up, like I said, emotions. I, I'm walking by people and I'm like, oh, you know, or drained or I feel what they feel or all of a sudden I'm super happy. And then I look over and I see the lady next to me. I'm like, ah. so it, it, um, I learned to close myself off because if not, I'm so completely drained. I, and then you start feeling sick and I, so I don't I'm tired of all mm -hmm. that so I but now I think I've learned to close myself off so well that when I go into locations that could be haunted or have an um, activity I don't feel it like I don't I walk in the door and I don't feel anything but then sometimes like I'll w mm -hmm. w walk around the corner and I get that like internal chill so then I do that uh, oh, that was weird <laughs> and then I'm like oh wait and then it takes me a minute because I'm an idiot like oh wait was that spirit or was that something that I walked through so but I am a slow burner mm -hmm. so I have to sit with something for a while and then like close my eyes really like set my intentions and then I start receiving like crazy um, but I'm an automatic yeah. writer so I always have to have my pen and paper that's where I feel comfortable so <laughs> I start writing things down mm -hmm. Um, so I love the fact that you don't have to do that and you just walk in and you start to receive. That's pretty freaking cool. I can't do it. Yeah, it, it can be draining. Like you said, like the yeah. last inv investigation I was on, I'd never gotten that tired before, but it felt like, and it, it ended up being a little girl, um, that was there. She was kind of running around like crazy and I kept feeling her. I'm like, man, she is everywhere. She's all over this building. Like I can't track her down because she, and she just kept running through equipment and we we're picking her running up through the equipment and stuff and oh, cool. the owners of the building um had had experiences like she liked to knock stuff down um right. like crackers like little food and so they knew something was going on and I immediately I was like this is a child it's a child this is a little girl um so it's kind of funny but I kept feeling her uh touching me and so when when spirit touches me I get really hot almost to the point where I'm sweating but you know when they touch you like spirit needs your energy to manifest yes. to yeah. to connect so by the end of the night, I was so drained. I was like, wow, I've never been this tired before. But, you know, she wasn't trying to harm me or anything, but she was just, she was so energetic and excited that we were there. She couldn't help herself. That's so funny. Cause so Vanessa and I did a medium circle together one time and Vanessa was connecting and she started getting really hot and sweaty. And then I was like, oh my, I think, so I thought I was picking up spirit because I was getting hot and sweaty. No, I was picking up you. It, it didn't dawn on me until like a month later that that's what I was doing. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. I'm, I'm doing it too. I've never done this before. That is so weird. So I thought, <laughs> and I think we had a conversation about it and I was like, that's so weird. That's never happened to me before. And I was doing what you were doing. So I had to have been picking up spirit. Now live, you were picking up Vanessa. I was like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't connect sometimes for me. Like it takes me a while to be mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's what happened. So yeah. yeah, you do get hot because I felt like, um, the bottom of my feet were on, like on fire. My hands were on fire <laughs> and I was perspiring when you were doing your yep. thing. So I was like, 
oh my god it's me too <laughs> like, oh no, i'm tapping into vanessa that was so funny um so That's flint funny. hills you guys um offer to go into what private homes and and businesses and you guys do your investigations so um if anybody that's yes. in that area and and apparent they you guys travel as well right um how far mm -hmm. out will you travel from yes. emporia as far as you um well we've been to to yeah to nearby states like um okay. if somebody can't find somebody yeah we're willing to try and work it out see okay. what we can do Okay, so if anybody's in that area um, and, and you have some shit going down, the Flint Hills Paranormal team is out there and can help you out. You, I will have all their contact information in the description below um, so you can get a hold of them and chat with them about helping you, helping you guys out. Um, so now that we've done that, I kind of want to get into Brooke here, um, and this is the reason why we're together. Um, I do have a small group of, group of people that we have been working on her case. This is not a solved crime um, or, or technically it's um, it's not really even considered a crime yet. <laughs> I think it will be. Um, unfortunately, I don't feel that Cheyenne is alive. Um, my small group, we also don't feel that she's alive, unfortunately. And um, we uh, let me just tell you about her. The last time that she was seen was on february 5th of 2021 she was in sykeston missouri that is not where she's from but that's where she was last seen was in sykeston missouri um she is 21 um at the time of her disappearance she was 21 years old and um obviously we are looking at um a disappearance uh, she was last seen at a convenience store in Sykeston and um, she just disappeared thereafter and um, I do know that she is originally from Texas uh, there could be some theories that she possibly could have made it back to Texas and um, since you're good on the fly Vanessa later on I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot and do some like questions to you because sometimes uh, we always talk about being moderated and sometimes psychics don't realize that it's kind of fun or helpful to have another person ask you question 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 and then you like start pulling out answers i'm good at that like mm -hmm. that helps me a lot when i do investigations if someone starts asking me questions i'm like oh i just kind of happen to know the answers so part of the claircognizance but um so cheyenne disappeared um she, I believe, um, had a falling out with someone that she lived with. And so could be one or, or a few people. I don't, and I do, my understanding is there were more than one person that lived in the house, um, that she was staying at. And, um, the authorities say that, um, she did gather her belongings and she left. That is what they're saying. That's they, we don't know for sure if that's really truly what happened, but her belongings are no longer in that house. So they said that they she gathered her belongings and that she left the residence. Um, again, as, aside from being seen at the convenience store, nobody has seen or heard from her since. And they are um, they believe that because it's been so long that anybody is not either seen or heard from her that um 
that there's foul play involved. And so, um, Vanessa, at this point, I'm going to let you talk about um, what how, what you did for your reading, how you approached it, and then what what kind of information did you get when you tapped in? So I like to kind of just let stuff come to me. So the first time I, I'll just look at our picture and see if anything comes to me right away. I don't try to push too hard. I'll just see, like maybe um, deceased or alive will come to me right away. In this case, it actually didn't. I had to push for it. So yeah. the next time I kind of sat there, made some space for myself, you know, got quiet, uh, made sure I, I could concentrate and uh, felt a connection. And then I started, um, then I let it flow. So then I got right away, I did feel she was deceased. That was the first thing that I wrote down. Um, I also kept seeing three peaks, which to me, I get pictures and then I have to interpret the pictures. So I knew when I saw three peaks, it was like three people. Okay. I, I felt like there was three people involved. Um, and so I, I saw two people, which we talked a little bit about this earlier. I saw a Hispanic male and then a white male, but for some reason I couldn't really connect to the white male as much. And I kind of felt like he kind of knew what was going on, but maybe he wasn't directly involved. Okay. Um, and I, I also kept seeing a house. Um, and it's so crazy because I got the three again. I saw three houses, but I knew it was just three. And right. so I was like, okay, so three must be a significance. Maybe we'll see <laughs> since this is an active case. But um, then I kept seeing the image of the house again. So it's kind of crazy that you're saying that they maybe were roommates that had a falling out or something because there was a significance to the house. And yep. I saw a house and like maybe like a detached garage or something or um, some kind of side building, maybe even been a, the building next door. Um, but then I kept hearing, I told you so. And I'm just like, what? Like, so in my mind, I'm trying to dissect. Why do I keep hearing I, I told you so? So um, I started really pushing into that and I was feeling like this maybe not I don't want to say she had it coming but the person who did this thought she like she this is a lesson I told you so like I told you if you did something that I was going to do something to you and so that's what I kept hearing and I was like oh that kind of sucks because usually I don't hear stuff like that honestly right. I usually just get pictures but it's like I, I kept hearing lesson I told you so like it was it was a threat and so that kind of made me feel like it, this wasn't random, like this was maybe premeditated or somebody that knew her is who did this to her. Um, let's see. I also like to write. I just write whatever I get. If it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense, I write it down anyways. Yep. Because when you look at the page after, you can kind of start putting stuff together and be like, okay, maybe this goes with this. Um, so let's see what else. Oh, I kept getting M. So you said Missouri. Now this makes sense. I thought it was maybe an initial or name, but Missouri, of course. It's kind of funny because I kept getting Michigan, but I was like, no, that seems too random. I know it's the M. I'll hear a word and usually I know, okay, it's just, let's just try a letter. I'm not going to try too hard and just assume I'm going to get a bunch of accurate information. And some people do. I'm, right. I'm super jealous. But I know. <laughs> that they can just hear things. Oh, let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to dissect all no, of my you're words fine. here. Okay, and I also felt um, I wrote down um, that there was other people involved. Um, there was another person that kind of helped set this up. Like whoever, um, 
possibly harmed her. I did say I felt she was deceased. So I do feel that uh, she was killed. I felt like whoever did this to her, they had help. They didn't do this by themselves. Right. Um, um, I felt like she got beat up. Um, that was something that kind of was hard to connect with, but I, I really feel like that they hurt her. They didn't just try and kill her right away. Like they kind of dragged her away. And um, I saw her weirdly kind of on the ground, but her two arms were holding herself up and she was looking up and I felt like she was um, getting beat up and she was getting yelled at. Like I couldn't really hear what they were saying, but just like I said earlier, it was like, I, I felt like I, I told you so, like this was going to happen yeah, to you. I understand that. I, let me just say, I, I understand that. So yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, another thing I wrote down, I felt like, um, one of the perpetrators has been in trouble before. I felt like they're on the record. They um, already had um, run-ins with the police, I should say. So I feel like uh, whoever this is, if they do uh, get caught, they're going to have a record. They're already um, maybe violent or got in trouble for, I kind of want to say like vandalism, but at the same time, I just get letters. So it might have been like violence or something. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I also saw um, that her body is like in the woods. They just took her out. I saw two people like standing together trying to look like they were trying to sort something out and dumping her body out in the open. So I'm not sure what you got about that, but I usually don't see that stuff. And I think that's about, oh, I also saw somebody burning it looked like clothes or something like they were burning evidence i kept smelling smoke i'm like oh that's so weird and then i saw kind of like them burning like a little pile of stuff it didn't look like a body or anything it's, but i felt like they were they're they're getting rid of something that might have um helped solve this case i think that's about it that i got <laughs> so i will tell you that a lot of what you got is what we got as well like really Yes. Yes. Um, I, um, I sat with, um, Cheyenne and of course my main objective when I sat with her was, um, to find her location. Right. I mean, we want to bring family closure and this is why we do what we do. And, um, I'm going to kind of just get to the end part of what, what you said. You saw them on the side of the road and I saw them on the side I shouldn't say that. That's not what you said. I saw them on the side of the road. And I think you said you felt like they were somewhere, like pretending they were doing something else. And then they were hiding her body in the woods. Mm -hmm. So that's weird yep. because I saw a road. Um, I don't know if this road is necessarily heavily traveled, but I do know that it's, it's fairly traveled. I did feel like it was at night um, because it was dark for me. I saw the, a car being pulled to the side of the road and I did but I could not for the life of me see what they were doing like I feel like I, I'm not sure if I was blending the information so I don't know if she was already deceased and then was in this area or did she die in this area I, I truly could not pick that up but I felt like in this area like she was trying to leave and they wouldn't let her mm -hmm. And, um, I did also feel that she was severely beaten. Um, and I also got information or like the, the sounds of like, you 
you yeah like you deserved it like whatever she and it's she didn't it was in the mind of the perpetrator i felt like there was more than one yeah. person involved um i did pick up two males and a female um and um i actually had a dream about this case which is not something i normally do and so one of the things that i can do is um like my remote viewing is pretty good and i feel like when i'm going through i'm actually there so i actually can feel texture when i'm walking through at a location um and in my case i felt like i was in the eyes of cheyenne but i'm not sure because i was in bot i was in someone's body and i i want to say that i felt like i was cheyenne so i in my dream i'm at this house and i felt like I knocked on the door or rang the doorbell, the door opened, the female answered it. Um, I knew she had tan skin, dark hair. Um, she wore very baggy clothing and um, she was not happy to see me. Like I felt like a lot of attitude, a lot of anger, a lot of irritation um, and like a lot of hate but the hate wasn't really necessarily justified because I feel like a lot of the things that may that Cheyenne may have done was created by the people in this house but then the, they want to fault her for whatever she participated in and I don't know exactly what this is I just that's kind of the feelings that I got so it was kind of confusing mm -hmm. I'm like wait a minute she started it and now she's pissed that Cheyenne did it even though she instigated it type of thing. So it was, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the feelings I got from the female. I also felt like the v female was very violent. Um, fights, like I can see her in a lot of fights. I see her getting mad, very, very easy to temper. Um, and, and that's the feeling I got when the female opened the door. She was just pissed to see me. And so when I walked into the house, um, because this is an active investigation, I there's certain things I'm going to hold back on this podcast um, because I, I don't want to jeopardize anything. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say what the house looks like to me because I, I got a clear vision of what the house looks like. And then maybe after this, we can talk about that. Remind me because I'd like to see what you got. Um, if you think you saw the house, I want like yeah. to see if we can compare that. But um, I did feel pulled to the basement. I felt like that's where my, where I was staying. So I don't necessarily felt like maybe that it was a, a, a bedroom per se, but I felt drawn to the basement like that's where I stood. And when I got down there and I looked out the window, why I would look out the window, I have no idea. But I looked out the window and I saw um, a Hispanic, or I should say a brown colored skin man um, I would place him as, I felt like way, like most of the people in this house I felt were, um, older than Cheyenne. And, um, I felt like this male was older, probably like late twenties in his thirties, like somewhere around there. Um, that's what he looked like to me. And I felt like he was the, inter the, the feelings that I got when I was looking out the window and I saw the man was that he was constantly watching her like she was being watched every step she made they were there and that's kind of the feeling I got um and then as I was watching this guy his face morphed 
into another man with tan skin. Now, I do know that there were several people in that house. I don't know if they all lived there, but it sounded like it was constant, like people were constantly in there. So um, somehow this other tan skin man was connected to the man that I saw originally. And um, I felt like he was trying to warn her, me. Uh, you know, so I, he just kept like trying to warn me, watch out, be careful, blah, 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 blah. Like, I just felt like he was maybe trying to, in his own way, help. Um, and no one, I don't think anybody knew about it. Um, so I don't know who this person is. And somehow I feel like he's connected to the, the, the first man that I saw. And um, it was very interesting, but I, I just kept getting warning, warning, warning. I woke up from that dream. I knew immediately that that was for Cheyenne. I wrote it down as soon as I woke up. But the, um, the weird thing is I kept getting these warnings and I kept feeling like warning and alert. And the whole next day I was like kind of anxious of like, uh, I don't, I couldn't explain it. And I don't get, I don't have anxiety. I don't have those types of issues, but I felt like that for the whole day. And then we had those shootings in Chicago, like the day after that. It was like around 4th of July when I had that dream. And then we had those shootings. Um, so I don't know if there, that was the connection or the warnings, the feelings that, you know, I was going to, something was going to happen on the 4th of July. Um, I don't know, but I just thought it was ironic that the very next day I was so anxious and then we had those shootings. But so I don't know how it all correlates. Um, if it correlates, I have no idea. But um, that was the dream that I got. And um, so I'm going to I want to go back because I think it's interesting that you came up with the three people. And I did feel like there was more than one person involved in this for sure. And I did feel like someone did help. Now, you got a white male and I saw another tan skin male. And this is the things that the puzzle pieces we were just talking about earlier, like the puzzle pieces everybody connects differently everybody will pick things up differently mm -hmm. and psychics and psychic mediums based on their strongest clairs will pick things up in a different way and so i never discount what people pick up because we don't know the situation in this case could there be a white male involved yeah absolutely could you be picking up and i and i find that this happens sometimes to me as well that i pick up sometimes family members because they're so strong, um, their their energy is so strong because they're missing their loved one, and they might be the active one, mm -hmm. and I, so, and it's hard to decipher. Like if I and I did this in a case where I kept picking up a white female, well, it turned out to be the the daughter of the mother that was murdered, and you know, so her energy was just so strong. I kept picking her up, and, and it, why, mm -hmm. we of course we would. There, that's what we do. We 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 pick up things that are related to the people involved so um you never know who that white male is and it's i think it's interesting that you kind of picked up with that so it goes in the book it goes on on the pages of like what does this mean in the question mark again the case is not solved we have no idea but i totally agree with you i think there's more than one person um involved in this and i will also tell you that a lot of us got the letter m so interesting, interesting. I, because you know me <laughs> I don't tend to get a lot of names either and I don't get a lot of letters and numbers 
it's something I'm constantly working on because I want to be able to get license plates and I want to, you know, so I'm, I'm always practicing that. But in this case, it was clear as day and I got the letter M and we are not the only ones that just got the letter M. Not a word, mm. but just the letter. So could that be a location? Could it be, I feel like that, the M itself is so important and I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, there are where she went missing to where she's from. Again, like she is from Texas. Sometimes uh, some people I think thought, is there a possibility that she could be in Texas? I don't feel that. I don't know how you feel. If I say the word Texas to you, do you get anything from that? No, I feel like she um, is where she went missing from. So I would say she's still somewhere in Missouri. In Missouri. Okay, that's interesting because mm -hmm. um, there, hmm, because it's an active case, I don't know how much I should say. So again, I'll talk to you about that. Let's just put a pin on the M because I want to talk to you about that. And um, But you feel like she is where she was. she went missing from. So she was last seen at the convenience store. Do you see anything of how she left? Or do you get a feeling of, you know, where did she go? Where, where was she? Because I know what I picked up. Interesting. I'm not getting a location, but okay. I feel like she's being followed. Yes. So when she went to this gas station, they knew where she was. They knew she was leaving and they were always planning to follow her. I agree with you. And I feel like whoever murdered her are, is the person that picked her up in a vehicle. I feel like she was picked mm -hmm. up in the vehicle. And um, so the side of the road, do you feel like that's where she was killed? No. So um, I actually felt like they took her somewhere. Like, because I got the feeling. Um, let's see. I know I wrote it down somewhere. Um, yeah, I felt like she was taken and she wasn't killed right away. Like, we both felt that she was right. beat up. Um so yeah. I feel like now I'm starting to feel like maybe they didn't plan to kill her, but that there gets to a point where you're like, if I don't, I'm going to get in trouble or what's going to happen to me. Yes. So that's kind of certain what I'm feeling now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was hard for me too, because I don't feel where she, her body is now is not where she was killed. And that's what I felt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah even though I saw some, and that's why I was so confused because I saw activity there, but I felt like I was blending s s stuff together, which is kind of my MO. Sometimes I do blend things together and I blend cases together, which is horrible. Um, so, but I, yeah, I saw her active at the location that I saw, but then I knew in my heart or in my soul that that she was already, I felt like she was already passed, even though I saw that. So I, I don't know why I saw what I saw. So I just write it down in case it's relevant. Um, but I do. I feel like she was killed somewhere else and then disposed of because I kept hearing like dumped or mm -hmm. something, you know, something like that. I also smelt fire, but I couldn't see anything. Um, and so, and I, I felt like while I was there on the side of the road, I did look, which is heavily wooded I felt like it was a heavy heavy wooded location um but I couldn't find anything so I, I think it's interesting that you said that the clothing and I'm wondering if they burned something just again to get rid of evidence 
that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me when you said that. Um, again, I do feel like she was just severely beaten. I also got that, yeah. you know, she somehow someone feels like she betrayed them, but I think it's just pure, honestly pure jealousy, even though whoever instigated her to be in a certain situation, I feel like there was some kind of situation and I truly don't know what the situation is. I don't know if it's like a love triangle, but I feel like it's something like that where it's in the romantic category almost that's so funny i you can see it i know you can't see me but you can i I literally wrote romantic relationship and then revenge so weird yes so i totally picked up that too oh no i just got the chill oh let's see and i just turned okay so um uh yes i totally got um that it see when i do when i when i come up with stuff like that and then i get the chill sometimes for me, that's validation that we're on the right track. That's, I know that that's like a pattern for me when I work on cases and then, you know, later on finding out it was right. I, but I, now I'm, I always listen to that. So I'm circling that and putting that definitely on the page of a, a hardcore probability that it was some kind of love triangle or in a romantic category, even if it was like pure sexual situation as I'll just say that um and so I then I Mm -hmm. feel like that person instigated it and then was like "Mm -mm, that's not okay to do or yeah they decided yeah Mm -hmm. that they didn't nope nope it was almost like having a reason I I just thought it was very interesting um Cheyenne herself did you pick up anything on her personality or um her thought process at all So um, one of the first things that I got was um, I did feel like she got caught up with the wrong crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, She met some people and she kind of trusted them more than she should have. Um, She kind of knew that they were doing. And even though she wasn't directly involved, you're in that situation. You're around those people. You kind of get involved anyways. Yeah. And so you're talking about this. Go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say, you were talking about roommates and stuff. Like, I kept seeing a house. I felt like they're in this bubble together. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if one person does one thing. The other, like, they talk about it. They, they're involved, even if it's indirectly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I felt like there was, you know, drugs and alcohol involved in, in yes. this um, scenario. Um, and I felt like when I tapped into her as a person, um, I'm pretty good at profiling. That's one of my, my strengths. And I just felt like I wanted to be accepted. I was running to find something because I felt like where she grew up was a, was a hard, it was a hard place for her to be. Um, and constantly judged and made possibly made fun of maybe bullied where she grew up. And then, trying to find this but yeah I felt like she was way too trusting she was too eager to be loved um is kind of how I felt when I tapped into her and I feel like you know she just wanted to be accepted and who doesn't right at 21 yeah. 22 years old and mm-hmm. just I get yeah fell into the wrong crowd and I do believe that it was documented or somewhere it was um said um that she could have suffered from mental illness so you know, oh, wow. yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it was anything hardcore. I don't, I didn't, 
normally I could tap into like bipolar disorder or something like that, but I didn't feel like, I didn't really truly feel that. So I don't know um, if I'm just not hitting the right mark. Um, but I did feel like- I'm feeling- Anxiety, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, I felt like it was more um, of, of, of an emotional state. It was a more of an emotional thing. Yes. That she was looking for or had struggles with, I should say. Yeah. And, and so you feel like she's in a wooded area. Is that what you think? Yep. I, I, wrote, mm -hmm. I do too. Yep. I and saw tree, trees. If, if I can get you to kind of focus on the tree area of where you think she is, and I'm going to ask you to like mentally, psychically move back and turn your body around and tell me what you see that could be around her. Um, if you can see any landmarks. I know that's putting you on the spot, but I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm trying to connect here. I really only see trees and for the most part, it's kind of flat, but I see not a mountain. It's definitely just a hill, like nothing unique about it. I just see kind of like a steep. It looks steep. Yes. Um, and I feel like she as a, is at the bottom of that. Okay. But just, yeah, from what I'm seeing, I don't know if it's the trees, but I don't really see anything nearby. Like, I don't see houses or, like, telephone poles. It feels like they kind of drove out somewhere. Okay. And But at the same time, this place feels public. Like, I feel like anybody could go here. It's not like private land or anything like that. Okay. Like possibly a state park. Yeah, yeah. That's I Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that's I feel the same way. Um I on the other hand felt like even though this was remote, there is a significant city close to this area. And I felt like they drove a long time. I felt like they I was in the car for a couple of hours at least driving with her body <laughs> so I, I i agree with you that they were like let's move this as far away from our house as possible kind of feeling like so it, yeah. they don't think it's it's us how could it be because it's so far away but i feel like there's a timeline yeah. and they were like we have to get back we have to get back we have to get back you know so they weren't missing so they mm -hmm. weren't missing and people would be like oh they were yeah. all night you know or whatever um so i do feel that um, and I, I do feel if I was to drive maybe 40 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe to an hour out, I come into this major city. And um, that's why I was kind of curious on like, you know, kind of if you saw behind you. And that's weird because I feel like where they were was, like you said, like flat on the side of the road that I saw. So if I turned around and looked across the street, I did see... Like you said, it wasn't a mountain necessarily. It was just like the, it was like a wall of something, but I don't feel like it was high. So like possibly just that's mm -hmm. the creation of the, like a hillside or a mountainside or something like that. I didn't see like tall peaks and you know, that kind of stuff. It was just like a, like a curvy um, look to me. And I do see everywhere I look. Now, the other thing that I saw was a guardrail. Um, and I feel like that is, as you're coming up, the guardrails 
stops and then they pulled in to a place that no longer and then the rest of the road doesn't have guardrail so i don't know if this is like maybe possibly a bridge or just that it went from a state road to a different type of road so i don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what this it, it's like i feel like there's a there's a significance of the road changing so I don't, again i don't know if it's because it had a guardrail because it was a bridge or it was a state road going into a maybe a park road i i mean i don't i just don't know um i don't know how you yeah. feel about that when i say that well i i kind of picking up what you're saying like i feel like there's a shift in the road as maybe from like pavement to like gravel or something okay. more i can't think of the word i want to say rural but it's not rural but i i'm seeing like dirt or gravel road okay I, I got gravelly dirt road as they pulled over. Like I felt like I could I could hear going like like uh, the rocks pinging the bottom of the car or something. Mm -hmm. like, like I could hear. Yeah. I can actually hear that. So I feel like there's some kind of. It looks dirt to me, but I think it has like little rocks and pebbles around it. Like that's like the area. Mm -hmm. So I did hear that when I when I hear them driving off the road. Um, but I yeah. I'm just curious if anybody else saw a guardrail. I don't know if anybody else in other groups saw one, but all I can do is write it down and, and then we kind of compile everything. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else you might've said here. Um, so you said something about a criminal record and I agree with you on that. I believe that um, one of the people that's involved in her disappearance absolutely has a criminal record and she's known like I feel like oh <laughs> I, I, I no, I just said it out loud I feel like it's the female honestly that has the criminal record and um that the female that I picked up I feel like she's um known like I feel like she's known um yeah and, yeah like she's been in trouble before mm -hmm. and they'd be like mm, okay you know and yeah the police like okay and, and this might lead them to believe that also uh, another layer of why Cheyenne may not be alive. You know, so I honestly, I feel like there's a, a few people in the house or involved that may be familiar with law enforcement, whether they've been arrested in the, you know, in the past or not. I do feel like the police know some of these people in the town. <laughs> like they're known so yeah. um like mm -hmm. they're not the most upstanding citizens let me just put it that way they get in trouble for for things here and there so again cheyenne is not um has not been found um she is still an active case um i do know that just recently ironically um on the 19th of august of this year um, according to the Sykeston Department of Public Safety, the Friends of Cheyenne has actually raised $5,000 reward to, to find her or to have any information or verif uh, verifiable information to exactly what happened to her. And um, so if you're out there and you are familiar with this case or you're from the Sykeston area and you get a whisper of what happened i implore you to please 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 reach out to the sykeston um department of public safety their phone number is 573-475-3787 again sykeston's um dps line is 573-475-3787 i'm gonna have that information on the description below um but listen 
we need to bring closure to poor Cheyenne's family. And, um, you know, I just, this is heartbreaking to me. I, and we talk about different types of losses. There's, um, people that don't know what happened to their loved ones. It's really, really difficult for them to start the grieving process. Why would you, if you don't know, right? So it's, it's gotta be agonizing. And again, we talk, we talk, I talk a lot about ambiguous loss and that is, um, something that I think that if you are a family member of a missing person that you should look into um, because it's it's a real thing and you're not alone and um, if again if you know anything about Cheyenne please reach out and um, call these people and let's bring her home let's give her some her family some peace of mind but Vanessa thanks so much for coming today Um, I really really appreciate your time and your efforts and hanging out with me today and um, again, she is with the Flint Hills Paranormal Team. And um, yeah, she does great work, you guys. She is an unbelievable psychic medium. Her mediumship abilities are like through the roof. I'm sad that you don't give <laughs> private readings because I think you should. You're, you're freaking awesome, sister. And such a young age. You oh, well, too, you too. Oh, you're sweet. But <laughs> such a young age. I wish like I never shut down because I think there's so much more. But you know what? We all have a journey and that's how it goes, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. I wish you so much success in your paranormal investigation. I'm super jealous. And so maybe one day I'm going to come out and visit you and we can go on an investigation together because I think that would be so much fun. Yes, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, we are going to do, I'm planning a round table of another group of studly psychic and psychic media mediums and Vanessa will be there I'm going to make her and drag her come to that next round table um she has a lot to share oh yeah you have a lot to share and you're so good at what you do so (laughs) hey everybody thank you so much for tuning in keep Cheyenne and her family in your prayers again Sykeston um the uh public department of public safety's 573-475-3787 and we will talk to you guys later stay safe Thanks for listening to Mystical and Mysteries, the podcast. If you like what you heard, then please remember to hit like and subscribe. Have a burning question for Olivia? Feel free to get in touch. You can reach the psychic medium mom at theclareconnection.com or on Instagram at theclareconnection. Until next time, stay safe.